Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, here we are in the middle of summer, I guess. It's hot. It's been a bit dry. We had some wonderful rain showers this week. I know we were able to clock at the nursery like four and a half inches over the course of one night. <laughs> Hope it wasn't all running off the top, but uh, we did see a lot of our mulch running down the slopes and, of course, heavy rains that are just pouring at one time can definitely move your mulch around, slide your mulch down the slope. Remember, if you're using, like, wood chips for your mulch, those, those wood chips, they're wood. They're going to float. And what we find is pine straw on slopes tends, tends to hold better. Still, if you get a heavy rain, there's very little that's going to hold on to those slopes. But I am, despite the running of the mulch, the sliding of the mulch off of our slopes, I am glad, very glad, feel blessed that we got the rain we did. Because we were getting into a very dry and still that may have just been a fluke i hope you got some rain some this past week but uh we were abnormally dry we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the program that usda has already put us in an abnormally dry condition on their drought monitor if you will so with that being said we can just go day by day doing the things we love to do in the landscape and working with Mother Nature, working with nature itself, whatever we're given, we ought to take, be blessed for, feel blessed for. And then, of course, things we don't get, we can just keep praying for. <laughs> but we are here, I guess it's the middle of summer, give or take. You know, we're going to definitely have summer-like weather probably in October. October is generally, generally our when our first frost happens but that date has been not hitting in October uh, really we're seeing that first frost hitting in November but every year can be different right we just have history to look at and of course the history says that uh, the first frost is coming in October I just don't know if I can wait that long for cooler weather but uh, today on on our program, we've got a big show. Actually, it may be a two-parter, so if you can join us this week and next week, I've got a lot of plants that I want to talk about because summertime is a wonderful time for blossoms. You know, we tend to think about spring, and when we go into the uh, plant nurseries and our garden centers in the spring, we're really buying a lot of spring blooming things. Now, some things that are blooming in the spring will continue to bloom throughout summer and maybe into fall until we get to that first frost. However, there are many plants that you are overlooking 
You are bypassing as you stroll through your local nursery or garden center. You're, it's just a green shrub. It's just a shrub with leaves, and it's going to bloom in the summer. Those are what you're overlooking. And so today and probably next week, we are going to talk about new shrubs, uh, or I should say new summer blooming shrubs. Now, some of these are fairly new to the market. They've been bred within the past few years and released in the past few years. So many are essentially brand new. But some of these summer blooming shrubs, uh, you may have never heard of, but they've been around a long time. So they may not be brand new to uh, the history of gardening, but they may be brand new to you and definitely brand new to your garden. So it is that time of year. It is that time of year where things that uh, have been waiting, just sitting there growing, putting out new leaves and foliage and, and new flower buds, they're finally starting to bust open. And unfortunately, uh, the average nursery customer, of course, you know that I operate Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia. So I really want to do everything I can to expose to your the average nursery customer, average gardener, um, homeowner who is trying to make their landscape beautiful. I want to expose to them a lot of these summer blooming plants because we're growing them, we're propagating them at the nurseries, but people don't see them when they're blooming because people tend to not shop so much for plants in the summer for very good reasons. First of all, it's hot. We don't want to be doing things outside generally. Spring, we can handle it. It's cool. We've been cooped up all winter, and now the weather's feeling nice, but it's not too extravagantly hot. Well, now it is extravagantly hot, so a lot of people aren't shopping, so they don't see uh, the plants as they're blooming. The other reason is vacations. Once school gets out, the nursery business slows down. Down dramatically because people are taking their vacations. They may not be out in the landscape as much as they were in the spring. So there's a lot of reasons why you may not be seeing some of these things blooming. But if you could see them bloom, if you were exposed to these plants, then you would be ready to buy them up, take them to your landscape, and of course you can enjoy those summer blossoms all summer long in your own landscape if you just knew about these wonderful plants. So we're definitely going to talk about some hydrangeas because, well, I love hydrangeas, and I think you do too. There are so many different kinds. There are new butterfly bushes. We're going to talk about some new old plants. So there's an old plant called Rose of Sharon or Althea. It is a hibiscus. We'll talk about some new varieties of Rose of Sharon that is out. Roses are classic, but there are some new ones that I think you'll love. And uh, we'll talk about smoke bush. Uh, we're going to save that for last, so that may be next week. But regardless, uh, smoke bush is a wonderful summer bloomer that you rarely see uh, because you're not shopping in the heat of summer at these local garden centers and plant nurseries. So maybe this discussion today and potentially next week, maybe this discussion on these new plants will encourage you to go step into your local plant nursery or garden center pretty soon and start looking for plants that are blooming right now. Because it would be a shame to only buy spring-blooming plants when we've got that spring fever, plant those in the landscape, and then nothing be blooming over summer. So we've got to make sure that we are doing and planting plants that are going to be of seasonal interest. It's not all about blossoms, of course. 
but blossoms can come all year long. We've talked a lot about, say, camellias, which are going to be winter blooming. So to think that we would have summer when, you know, we're most active, I mean, we're coming and going to work maybe and vacations and traveling, but surely you're traveling to your pool or if you've got children and and you've got a, 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 a playground, you're going in and out of the house, it'd be great to have blooms all summer long because summer is when plants are actively growing. And so many of these varieties here will not only bloom, but they'll rebloom and keep going till it gets uh, cold. So today, potentially to, uh, next week, is all about is all about new summer blooming shrubs to add to your landscape. Now, if you've just joined us for New Southern Garden and you want to learn more about the program, you can check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com because, of course, you can hear us on your hometown radio, WRWH 93.9 FM, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. However, however, if you sleep in or you can't, uh, can't make it at 10 a.m. on Saturday, we like to bank away uh, these shows online at NewSouthernGarden.com. Uh, you can find every episode of the program there. You can find us on your podcasting apps, uh, which you can play any show on demand. And then, of course, you can contact us because we do like to answer your questions at the end of every month. So the last Saturday of every month, we dedicate to answering your specific problems or questions or concerns in your landscaping condition. So check us out there. And, of course, Facebook and Instagram where you can send us pictures and videos and all kinds of things. So with all that being said, last week we did talk about growing your garden, growing your garden by propagation growing your own plants, making cuttings in particular, and of course, dividing plants, uh, maybe perennials and some some, um, multi-stem shrubs. You can divide those as well, and you can find details on how to do that on last week's program, of course, at NewSouthernGarden.com. So we've got a lot of plants to talk about, these new summer blooming shrubs. So we got to jump right in. One of the first groups of plants I want to talk about are the big leaf hydrangeas. Now remember, the big leaf hydrangeas are those hydrangeas that are usually blue or pink, right? They're usually a mop head. There are some varieties that are lace cap, but this big leaf hydrangea is going to be that hydrangea that you usually see on the cover of Southern Living every June and potentially early July because... Well, I call it the Southern Living Hydrangea because they are always on those summer editions of Southern Living Magazine. So this is the group of hydrangeas we're talking about. They do originate from Japan, particularly along the coastal regions, which is why they have this real waxy leaf. It's a nice dark green leaf. Uh, I shouldn't say dark, maybe a bright green, but not a light green. It's very bright. But the coating they have is very waxy because they can handle salt spray. So down along the coastal areas, this is a great plant, a great hydrangea to use. Um, With that being said, there are many, many, many varieties of these big leaf hydrangeas. They've been around for a long time. We've been using them in the south for a long time. Uh, There are so many that you probably couldn't put a real number on it. And it would be very difficult to probably identify 
some of the old-fashioned ones, and maybe even some of the new ones if they've already lost a plant tag. That's just how convoluted and uh, mixed up this, uh, this particular groups of plants are, much like roses. There's just a lot of them. But I like the fact there are a lot because we need a lot of them in our landscapes. They generally are going to bloom in that early part of summer. Um, I'm talking about them today because they are still blooming, um, but the the peak of their bloom has already passed, okay? You'll, you'll start to see them blooming late spring, which is about May, and then into June, um, and still at the beginning of July, we've got some that are trying to bloom. And there's a good reason why some are still blooming, because many of them are reblooming varieties, reblooming types. Now, it's a strange thing that we, we use. We use a word for uh, reblooming hydrangeas. We use the word remonit. Remonit. But that just means reblooming. So we have a variety, a number of reblooming hydrangeas. And the first one on the list uh, is a remonit, is a reblooming type, and it is from that Endless Summer series of hydrangeas. Now, Endless Summer uh, touts its hydrangeas as reblooming, and they came out with what they call, they literally call it the original Endless Summer, which is a classic blue or pink flower, depending on the pH of your soil, right? Uh, there was nothing too dramatically unusual unusual about the uh, the blossom. It was either blue or pink. It was a mop head. But since the originals come out, they have added many varieties. Now, there is one that we have been uh, growing at Lanier Nursery and Gardens called Bloomstruck. It is the Bloomstruck Endless Summer Hydrangea. Now, this one is a great variety <laughs> because... It does go in a um, certain pH, a more sweet soil. It goes towards a very vivid rose pink. But as you change that pH, which is more of the acidic side, which we usually have here in the south, it goes to almost a purple flower head. So it's, it's really awesome because people have been looking for purple. And purple uh, sometimes is a... Lucky strike. <laughs> you know, when you try to get a purple, almost all hydrangeas that can go either blue or pink, I have seen some go to a purple, but it's this perfect balance, this purple, uh, perfect <laughs> balance of soil pH to get to that purple range. But like I said, this variety, bloom struck from endless summer, uh, naturally can be in that purple range at uh, more acidic soil, which usually we have here in the south you can change the ph of your soil to push it to the pink and when you push bloomstruck to the pink it is a very beautiful shade of pink but check out bloomstruck endless summer hydrangea when we get back we're going to talk about a white endless summer hydrangea so hang on tight Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at newsoutherngarden.com. 
where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the new Southern Garden family and let's grow well. Well, gang, I hope that you are ready to get into your landscape and add some new plants that are going to give you that summer uh, color and blooms that you just love. As you heard, Eden Rose says to give it a go, to give some of these brand new plants. Some of them are brand new we're going to talk about, but still some of them are just going to be revisited uh, or brand new to you and me because maybe they've been around for a while, but we've never seen them. So new doesn't have to be brand spanking new. New just has to be something different in your landscape you've never had before. So before the break, we started talking about some different big leaf hydrangeas. Now, normally these big leaf hydrangeas are going to be Those hydrangeas with the big mop heads of blue or pink flowers, depending on the soil pH. But we've got a new one from Endless Summer, a reblooming variety called Blushing Bride. Now, Blushing Bride, as the name suggests, it does have this pure white blossom. This pure white blossom, which is described as semi-double. Now, what that means is for every little... uh, Florette for every little flower you see on that big mop head, there will be a thick layer of petals. So instead of five, you've got 10. Instead of six, you've got 12. And so they're doubled. So this one is really attractive with a lot of flower power. Now, as those flowers mature, as those big white blossoms mature, they're going to uh, change colors to either a blush of pink or as Uh, Endless Summer says, a Carolina blue, so a paler blue, uh, of course, depending on your pH. So again, this particular plant, Blushing Bride Endless Summer Hydrangea, is going to have pure white fading or maturing into a pink blush or maybe a blush of blue as well. Now, the biggest thing is that in late spring, you're going to start to see those big round balls of beautiful blossoms. They're going to give this elegant touch of color to the garden all the way into the fall. Beautiful shade of green foliage uh, and those blossoms you just can't beat. Now, these have a Apparently, I did not realize this till I started looking into it deeper, but apparently they've been a longtime favorite of many European gardeners, and they can serve, these blushing bride hydrangeas can serve as either a focal point or they can be used in the garden uh, to separate sort of louder, harsher colors to sort of give an ease, an ease. You know, if you've got some bright uh Uh, just outlandish colors white is usually something that can help tone it down sort of blend it in with some of the softer colors you may have these make great cut uh, uh, cut flowers as well so if you're into making arrangements you definitely want to have a few of these in your stock so that you can work them in all the way from spring uh, into early fall work them into your arrangements of course with the name blushing bride 
uh, a pure white hydrangea would w- do wonderful in a wedding bouquet or centerpieces, any kind of arrangements. Now, this particular one can range from three to six feet, which is not surprising because most of our uh hydrangeas, the big leaf hydrangeas, are in that range, up to maybe six feet. And so you might have to uh, chop it down every now and then if six feet is too tall, but you can plant it as a small border uh, or hedge away from tight areas so it can sprawl a bit. So those two are coming from Endless Summer, the Bloomstruck Hydrangea, and of course, uh, the Blushing Bride. They are essentially brand new, if you will. They've been around uh, for a few years. But I'm going to introduce you to another hydrangea that has been around for a while, but maybe you've never seen it, or maybe you haven't uh, done much with it. Um, There is another white blooming big leaf hydrangea called Sister Teresa. Now, this was originally named... um, from a very long name, the name does have, let's see, Petite Soir Therese de l'Enfant, Jesus. Now, it was bred in 1947. I'm very glad that they shortened that name to Sister Teresa because that name, which I know I butchered, but that name would not fit on a plant tag at the nursery. <laughs> so this Sister Teresa hydrangea, uh, bred in 1947, can handle partial shade, which a lot of these hydrangeas, I encourage you with big leaf hydrangeas to put them in partial shade. Even though some of the endless summer hydrangeas are tagged and can handle full sun, they're also going to need a lot of moisture, especially in their early years as they're establishing themselves. But back to the Sister Teresa, uh, it does have these unique kind of slender stems, but they sport this really beautiful, healthy-looking dark green leaves, and the flowers are this paper white, just a pure white. Now, this particular hydrangea is delicate looking, but it is actually quite strong, quite strong of a plant. Um, And actually, what you'll find is in the fall time, if you leave those seed heads on, they become sort of tinted with green uh, and and sort of red, green with just red bits when when they're dried. So this is actually a multi-seasonal variety of big leaf hydrangea. Like I said, we're talking about summer bloomers today, and this one can start blooming uh, late late spring, go into summer. But it is a beautiful plant in that you get these pure white flowers. They don't necessarily change color with pH. uh, But as you let those flowers mature, then they start to turn to this limey green, uh, tinted green with red highlights in it. Beautiful when it's cut fresh or beautiful when it's cut dry. And so I think that you'll find uh, that that particular one called Sister Teresa is going to be an enduring variety uh, in your landscape. It has endured the test of time. We're still propagating it today, and it was bred in 1947. Now, we talked about the Endless Summers. Um, They are in that Ramonet group. That is the new thing, is trying to breed hydrangeas so that they rebloom and rebloom. Well, one of the first hydrangeas to rebloom, one of the first well-known 
Ramonet types was called Penny Mac. And I would like to mention Penny Mac before we move away from the big leaf hydrangeas because she was one of the first ones uh, that just repeated, repetitively, repetitively, I don't know, repeatedly, repeatedly blooms all summer long. So, of course, you get this fantastic mop head style flower that is blooming throughout summer. It's not just blooming all at once. And then stopping, it's keeping on going. And one of the reasons we like to have some Ramonet flowers in our landscape, some Ramonet hydrangeas or reblooming hydrangeas, is because of something that happens in the late winter or early spring, and that's a late frost. If we have a late frost, then your hydrangeas may freeze out, some of the buds may freeze out, cutting back the flower production. Because generally, big leaf hydrangeas bloom on last year's wood. But if you have these reblooming types that can bloom on new wood, even if we have a terrible late winter frost or freeze, you can still have some blossoms throughout summer. And Penny Mac, she's been around for a long time, like I said, uh, but it's great for the lazy gardener because she looks great without much effort. And she can be on that size of, you know, four to six feet, uh, which may seem large, <laughs> but uh, you can, because she reblooms on new wood, you can prune it at any time, really, and still get some flowers. Um, they do, again have that transition from blue to pink depending on your soil type uh, but it's very colorful she's very dramatic she's been around for a long time so gang today we are talking about uh, summer blooming shrubs and we do have to take a break but when we uh, get back we're going to transition out of the big leaf hydrangeas and talk about the panicled hydrangeas panicle hydrangeas are some of my favorite hydrangeas they have those cone-shaped flowers and they are, I call them the no-brainer hydrangea because no matter what you do to them or not do to them, they still perform. Hang on tight and more new shrubs to come. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, gang, today on New Southern Garden, we have been talking all about new shrubs, particularly summer blooming shrubs that you can add to your landscape. Now, some of these plants you may have heard of, because some of them have been out for a few years, but they're relatively new. Now, some of them you may never have heard of, but they've been out for decades. <laughs> And if you haven't heard of them, they're new to you. And if you don't have them in your landscape, they're new to your garden. So regardless of the time these plants have been released, uh, really, that doesn't matter. It's all about how new are they to the gardener and how new are they to the landscape, to the garden itself. Now, before we transition into a new type of hydrangea, 
I do want to summarize the big leaf hydrangeas that we talked about. So, of course, the big leaf hydrangeas that we've already discussed, some of their beautiful characteristics and reasons why you should grow them. There were a couple of endless summer varieties, one called Bloomstruck, which, of course, when it is in acidic soil, its blossoms aren't blue or pink. Its blossoms are really a nice shade of purple. Then, of course, we talked about the endless summer hydrangea called Blushing Bride. Blushing Bride has a pure white, paper white, ivory white, whatever, uh, blossom with semi-double florets. So that means we have a thick layer of petals, not just a single set of petals, but nearly a double count on every set of flower. You've got double, double the blossom. Then, of course, we talked about a great hydrangea, another white one from 1947, but is still being produced today called Sister Teresa. And the last one we talked about was Penny Mac, and Penny Mac is another old-fashioned one that reblooms. It was sort of the endless summer before endless summers were even around. And Penny Mac is a dependable variety that can give you just a, a riot, a riot of color. So with that being said, I would like to go into the panicled hydrangeas. Now the panicled hydrangeas are going to be those hydrangeas which have a panicle-like blossom. Now in school, we learned it as a panicle is the shape of a mason's trowel. Which if you think of a mason's trowel, a mason's trowel is cone-shaped or triangular, right? So we are talking about those hydrangeas with a cone-like flowers. Now, there is another hydrangea, the oak leaf hydrangea, which is sort of an elongated cone. But these panicled hydrangeas have those nice tight cones. They can be very large, actually. I have seen some panicled hydrangeas with blossoms over 12 inches over 12 inches long. That is a beautiful, beautiful blossom. With that being said, you may know the panicled hydrangeas as the, well, you may know one of them. It's called limelight. Now, limelight is a uh, variety of panicled hydrangea that came out several years ago, uh, and it was bred and, and released by Proven Winners. Now, Proven Winners, since they released limelight, <laughs> has been releasing a ton of different uh, panicled hydrangeas. Limelight is still sort of that standard bearer, the just the dependable variety, but we're finding that the new ones they are releasing have even more unique characteristics uh, apart from limelight. And um, so today I would like to talk about a few of these. Now you, you may remember limelight. Um, it was touted to be maybe six or eight feet tall, but I have seen limelight get much taller than that. So with that in mind, some of the varieties we're going to talk about today that have been released since limelight are going to be varieties that are a bit smaller, a bit shorter. Um, I will say that the panicled hydrangea in general is a large shrub, maybe 15 feet, could be a little larger in some cases. So 15 feet doesn't always work in our landscape situations. 
So we do need some varieties that are half that, maybe six or eight feet. And then we need some varieties that are half of that, which may be three or four, five feet. And so with that in mind, we've got a variety of panicled hydrangeas, and I'm really going to notate, really going to notate the size difference in some of these because they all have uh, similar blooms. Some blossoms maybe are a bit larger. Some blossoms may have petals that are a bit wider. Uh, some may mature to a different color. But generally, the panicled hydrangeas go through this process of blooming. When the flower bud first is initiated, and it first starts to develop, it's usually a limey green, which is how limelight got its name. Because most of the time, they start out with this limey green color. Then as the flower petals elongate, mature a bit, they turn to a nice shade of white. Some could be a bright white and some could be towards the ivory white. But regardless, that is about the pinnacle of blossom uh, is when we're at the white phase. Then as those petals mature even further and the flower head becomes more mature, the petals still hang around, they don't fall off, but they start to ripen, if you will, <laughs> and darken to different shades of pink or almost red before the petal finally dries back completely uh, to sort of a papery brown. So with that being said, all of these uh, panicled hydrangeas usually go through that process of lime green uh, when the petals are first starting to a white uh, ivory color to some shade of red or or pink before they fade to a brown. Now, some varieties don't have a very good red or pink stage, and they sort of just go straight to brown. Uh, so I will highlight some of these varieties that actually have a rich shade of pink and red. And some of the names, some of the names on these varieties actually allude to a rich color. So after limelight, we have found <laughs> that there is now a limelight Prime. Proven Winners has released a new limelight, which we do have at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, and we're liking it. It looks great. Beautiful blossoms. Uh, beautiful plant, too. It's about four to six foot height and four to five feet spread. Now, I'm going to read you a little bit of its features off of the Proven Winners uh, website. They say, the next generation of limelight is here, introducing limelight prime hydrangea. In a very short time, limelight hydrangea became one of the most popular plants ever, and that is very true. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't room for improvement. So we've spent years developing this new selection that does everything better than the original. From bud to bloom and beyond, here's how limelight prime hydrangea is different. So listen closely. First of all, uh, limelight Prime blooms much earlier, creating a longer display. This is especially valuable in colder climates where limelight might not bloom until late August. And that is true of most panicled hydrangeas. They do bloom in the summertime. And you'll think, when is this plant going to bloom? I get calls all the time about most panicled hydrangeas saying, uh, I don't think my hydrangea is blooming this year. I said, just wait. you got to wait. As a matter of fact, sometimes it takes them a long time to put leaves out in the spring. Now, 
Why is limelight prime better than limelight? Another reason is for the bolder, brighter color. As the green blooms age, they develop pink and red tones that are far more vivid and showy than conventional panicle hydrangeas. And I will say that limelight was not the best in that red and pink phase. So we'll see. This is our first year with limelight prime, but it's a beautiful plant and the blossoms are coming on. I think uh, that we'll see how that uh, red phase goes and then we'll be <laughs> we'll be set on limelight prime another reason limelight prime is better than limelight is the stronger stems those strong stems is a crucial cru crucially important factor in the panicle hydrangeas we select for proven winners you can count on limelight prime to hold its big blooms up all summer long now this is a good thing to look for in a panicled hydrangea, strong stems. If a panic, back in the old day, before all of these new varieties came out, there was the, the original, we'll say, the original panicled hydrangea that just took on horticulture for many decades was called Grandiflora. Now, Grandiflora is a really big panicled hydrangea, really big. And the blossoms are big. But guess what happened to Grandiflora? The stems would lean over as the blooms became older and more mature. So that is a problem for, mm, for panicled hydrangeas. With that being said, some of these new varieties, like this Limelight Prime, has super strong stems, and you don't get nearly the kind of flopping that we did so many decades ago. Now, another reason that Limelight Prime is maybe better than Limelight or improved upon Limelight is it's got a useful smaller size. Limelight Prime uh, reaches a very garden and landscape-friendly four to six feet tall and four to five feet wide. Now, again, I did mention that the limelight, the original, did get kind of tall. It did get kind of tall. And we always had to chop it down after several years uh, to keep it in check. But limelight prime is definitely, definitely looking like a more improved limelight. We've got, again, earlier blooming, richer tones when we get to that red and uh, pink stage. Stronger stems even, or still strong stems. I'll say Limelight has some pretty strong stems. And it's smaller. It is smaller. And that is the key here. Because in today's world, it is hard for us to put big plants on our small lots. The average garden or uh, property I guess we'll just call it property. The average property that a home sits on nowadays is dramatically smaller than it was even 20 or 30 years ago. So we can't use very large plants because they'll take up so much space. So definitely look for Limelight Prime as the new Limelight, if you will. And hopefully, uh, if what Proven Winners says to be true uh, comes to fruition, then it should be something that we see uh, in the nurseries for many years to come. Now, there was an introduction a few years ago, uh, again, in the limelight family, this panicled hydrangea, but it was called firelight, and proven winners uh, put <laughs> uh, put out firelight, and they do say on their website that firelight is the standard to measure all panicled hydrangeas. They say, we developed this easy-to-grow, reliable panicle hydrangea in Michigan, uh, selecting selecting it for its huge, full-flower heads and sturdy, strong stems. Now, here's the main difference with the firelight. 
the blooms emerge a creamy white and they age to a vivid red for lots of summer color. And it makes a great cut flower, uh, fresh or dried, and it can be used as a hedge, a specimen, or incorporated into flower gardens and foundation plantings. We have been uh, stocking firelight for many several years now, and uh, we have found that it is a wonderful, wonderful plant. Uh, some reasons, other reasons you may want to look into firelight is not a big problem for us for us here in the south, but it is very cold hardy. This plant, uh, this firelight hydrangea, can grow down into zone three, or up into zone three, I should say, which is somewhere in like northern Wisconsin. They have very large flowers. They do turn red uh, early in the summer for another layer of color, and of course, they are very low maintenance. In general, in general, I like to call the panicled hydrangeas as the no-brainer hydrangeas. I call them the sun hydrangeas because they can handle a lot of different conditions. Full shade, full sun, and they're super easy. You can prune them any time of the year and still get blossoms. So we got to go to this quick break, but I'm going to talk about some hydrangeas, panicled hydrangeas, that are even smaller and more dwarf than the ones we've already discussed. So hang on tight when we get back with more summer blooming shrubs. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the new Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. <laughs> at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. gang well today we're going to wrap up our discussion on uh, really the first half of our discussion we're going to have to bleed this conversation into next week because we are talking all about new so uh, <laughs> what are we talking about new summer blooming shrubs i was about to say new southern garden i think but you already know the program so new Summer blooming shrubs. Now, summer blooming shrubs are um, highly underplanted, and I'll tell you why. Because when you go to the nurseries and garden centers, you are usually going in spring, and you see all the things that are blooming in spring, but when it gets hot, when you start to go on vacation, things like that, what you do find, you do find that... Um, we don't go to the nurseries as much. I'll tell you what, our sales at Lanier Nursery and Gardens definitely goes down in the summer. We have a good spring, but summer is always, it's always hot. Nobody wants to be outside, I understand. But today, and we're going to continue this next week, we're going to talk about the summer blooming, uh, some, summer blooming shrubs to really add some color and life to your hot and dry landscape because that's what summer is here in the south. 
So we talked about big leaf hydrangeas today, and before the break, we were talking about panicled hydrangeas. Now, those are those hydrangeas with the cone-shaped flowers that usually start out a lime green, then they mature to a, uh, or rather they hit their peak, I should say, with a, a ivory, creamy white, ivory white, whatnot, and then they go into reds and pinks. Some of them do better with reds and pinks, and we were talking about one of those that is doing a great job giving us that bold red and pink color, the Firelight Hydrangea, which of course is put out by Proven Winners. Now, all the ones we've talked about are going to be at least four feet and some of them going on into 12 feet or taller. So if you've got a small landscape or a small plant bed and you know you want one of these panicled hydrangeas but you can't really get a bulky one because they are big plants generally there are some new varieties that are uh, quite dwarf and when we talk dwarf we're talking two three and four feet now four foot is a small shrub but if we can find plants in the shrub world that are only 24 inches tall, it is definitely a really small shrub. So the first one I want to introduce you to is going to be Little Lime. Now, Little Lime is a play off of Limelight. You could say Little Lime is Limelight's little sister or little brother. And it is in that three to four foot range. It's got all the same characteristics that you know in limelight, except everything is small. So the flowers are shrunk, uh, just as impressive, and it, it can be covered in blooms at its peak. And so don't, don't think for a second that little lime gives a little impression. No, it gives a big impression on a small plant. Small plant, big statement. And they do uh, start out limey, just like the limelight does. Uh, but just like limelight, it doesn't really, or at least in my experience, the little lime has not had that great pink or red stage. So we get a little hint of that pink. Uh, but otherwise, the plant is a nice, almost round dome at three to four foot. And this, even though the flowers are smaller, they definitely are uh, limelight-like. Now, Proven Winners has improved, in my opinion, the little lime, and they have made a dwarf firelight. So we talked about the firelight, but we know it can get maybe six foot tall, give or take, maybe, maybe bigger. Well, the firelight has a little brother too. I mean, it gets complicated here, this panicled hydrangea family. Proven Winners has done all kinds of things with these panicles. But regardless, uh, the firelight tidbit is probably the smallest panicle hydrangea I've ever seen. And it clocks in at two to three foot tall. So it's even smaller than the little lime, and it has a better red and pink stage of blossom. Let me read you a little bit of an excerpt from Proven Winners. If you thought you didn't have enough space to grow a beautiful, reliable panicle hydrangea, Firelight Tidbit Hydrangea is here to help. This innovative new development is the tiniest, tidiest panicle hydrangea yet. It reaches just two to three foot tall and wide, yet it packs in tons of easy care beauty into its small size. Big, lush panicles of white mophead flowers appear in early to midsummer, nearly obscuring the textured green foliage. As the summer progresses, they begin to develop bright pink and red tones, which keep it colorful right on up to the first frost, especially combined with its colorful autumn foliage 
an unusual trait in panicle hydrangeas. It's got thick, sturdy stems, uh, which help it to create a neat, mounded plant that's fantastic in landscapes, flower gardens, even in containers. And I would agree to all of that statement because we have been growing, uh, not growing, but uh, making available fire light tidbit hydrangea for a couple of years now. You've got to be licensed in order to grow it and so there's people around the state who are doing that um, and we work closely with them on some of these new releases but regardless this firelight tidbit is probably going to be the smallest panicled hydrangea maybe the smallest hydrangea in general that we've seen and it can be grown in a container for many years Uh, it can also be made into a nice hedge if you wanted a hedge of these beautiful flowers but really the thing about this firelight tidbit other than the size is that it does have a rich red-pink stage, which we don't get with all of the panicled hydrangeas. There are so many panicled hydrangeas now, especially with these new programs for proven winners and first editions, which I need to comment on uh, in a bit. But there's so many new varieties that it's it's hard not to try them all, you know? So if you have a garden, maybe you can create your own hydrangea garden where you have one or two or small groupings of different varieties of these hydrangeas, the big leaf hydrangeas, oak leaf hydrangeas, smooth hydrangeas like Annabelle and Incredible and Creta and Invincible. You could have a hydrangea garden, and that's all there is. Now, with that being said, there is first editions. Now, Proven Winners is it's like Nike and Reebok, okay? These are different companies that are breeding and producing plants uh, to release new varieties. Uh, first editions is just another brand, if you will. And you'll know those first editions pots because they're sort of a, a, a purple color. Now, there is one that we have never worked with before, but it is a beautiful beautiful panicled hydrangea and this one is called little hottie little hottie panicled hydrangea from first editions i think it is going to be a showstopper it it's called little hottie but it still is listed at three to five foot they do have these huge beautiful flowers creamy white and then of course they do have those and they have an antique shade of white and pink in their pink and uh, red phase so it is smaller but i'll say that the blooms the blossom set on this is spectacular and the last one i want to mention is strawberry sunday from first editions which does have a nice um uh, pink phase it's not a very dark red but it is a brilliant pink and well with that being said it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter which panicled hydrangea you grow because panicled hydrangeas are great they're going to perform well and i'm glad that we have these new ones to go with well gang next week we're going to talk about more of those sun uh summer blooming shrubs because i've got a long list but until then give it a go go and put some new things in your landscape well for new southern garden and wrwh i'm nathan wilson hoping that you stay well and grow well we'll see you next week Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.